guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, Morgan here. And Aaron, wait, restart. No, one more time. No, yeah, going. We can't Ugh. stop. We already started. There's no editing okay. in real life. Okay. Anyway, we today are bringing you another episode of Joy, Joy and, and Hope. Hope. <laughs> Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Totus tuus, Maria, ego sum, I am totally yours, Mary. Amen. All right. So, can you, can you see the resemblance between us? We're sisters. Lucky us. Lucky her. Um, No, lucky me. Y'all, this is my sister Erin. She's really excited to be here, question mark. Anxious, but yeah. that's fitting because this video is all about hope in the face of anxiety. And we're going to get to that in a second, but just to help us both be a little bit more at ease because anxiety is a real thing, we're going to do some fun questions first. So, Erin, what are three of your favorite things to do? Um, okay. I'll do the one you want me to do. <laughs> you don't have to. No, I do. It's kind of like... Okay, so one thing I really like, I shared with Morgan probably like two minutes ago, is I really enjoy watching mukbangs on YouTube, which she doesn't know what those are. Please tell me people out there know what that is. It's just people eating food, and I really enjoy it. And so I showed her one I watched this morning of this guy stuffing his face with chicken and whatever. Okay, I really enjoy watching mukbangs on YouTube. Um... I really like makeup. People, if you know me, you know I'm obsessed with makeup. Erin's um, really good at makeup. Like, okay. scarily good. I do like makeup. Um, third? What else do I like to do? Um, <laughs> I... There's a lot of things that you like to do. I do have a lot of things I like to do. I really like my family. Let's just end that one. I like, I like to... Okay. <laughs> I really enjoy spending time with my family. Cool. And you get to ask me a random question. It could be anything. Okay. Um, she didn't know about this before. I did not know about anything. I didn't know about this beforehand, um, so. Okay. No, that's weird. Yeah, like. No, I don't want to get, like, weird, no. weird on YouTube, please. Um. What was the last video you watched on YouTube? Mmm. Excellent question. It was actually last night. My friend sent me a link to a homily that was given on Sunday by Father Simon Baker, who is the chaplain at Benedictine College where this friend and I met. And he is super awesome. 
And his homily on Sunday was just really, really perfect for what we're all dealing with and how we're still called to rejoice in the midst of that, especially this week. Even though this is going to be posted later, we're filming this on March 25th, the Feast of the Annunciation, and during the week in the church that is set aside during the season of Lent to rejoice in a special way, um, with Laetare Sunday being this past Sunday, which is when Father Simon's homily was. So it was just really good and about how, yeah, even in the worst possible suffering, God still brings good out of that. And I wasn't expecting to watch that on YouTube last night. But yeah, that was the last video I watched on YouTube. Unless you count a live stream of Mass today with the Salt Sisters. But that was actually on Facebook. Anyway. I watched his guys of his face. No, and I thought that was going to be one of my last videos, too. I've been watching a lot of Tom Holland and Chris Pratt videos, and I'm really upset that movie theaters are closed because I really want to go see Onward. Oh, I heard it's amazing. Like, it made people cry. Okay. So, anyway, yeah, but that was the last one I watched. Not even by choice. Just thought I should watch it, and it was super, super good. Um, We'll see. Maybe I can figure out how to attach it in the description, but if not... Oh, well, that's not the point of this video. So now that we've got all that out of the way, um, let's get to the good stuff. So my loving sister, my loving darling sister here, has agreed to help me talk about a subject that is something that's relevant to all of us, but especially relevant to some people. So anxiety. Now, we're not talking about anxiety that, like, everybody experiences on a normal day-to-day basis like oh my crush is coming near like butterflies in my stomach like interviews or your first job or a presentation in class like normal anxieties you know like the yeah things that everybody struggles with um that are just typical everyday things that everybody experiences um, more of anxiety that like inhibits you or like, yes. Ooh, yeah. good, good word. Anxiety that inhibits your daily living, severe, extreme anxiety, um, potentially that even needs to be medicated anxiety. Like that, that next level is what we are going to be talking about. And we are not doctors. We are not professionals. Nope. We are just people trying to do God's will. And I texted Aaron last night, just totally out of the blue. because while I was praying the rosary, this thought just came to me. And this idea for the video came to me, and I just really felt like this message of hope was something that the world needed to hear, and asked Erin if she wouldn't mind sharing it, because this is something that is especially near to her heart. Maybe not dear, but definitely near. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to look at my phone for a couple notes here and there, but bear with us, because this is going to be really good. I'm feeling it, guys. feeling the Holy Spirit moving. So the first thing... um, we're going to talk about a little bit is Aaron's experience in particular with anxiety and how just totally out of the blue during high school, she transitioned from this normal everyday anxiety that anybody would experience to this higher level that, you know, came out of nowhere for a lot of different reasons. So, um, yeah, if you just want to share a little bit about like how that happened. This is going to be very all over the place. Yeah. And so, y'all are just going to have to bear with us because yeah. that's how life works. It's just all over the place, but we're letting the Holy Spirit lead. So, so my sophomore year of high school, 
towards the end. It was after Christmas break. Um, not sure when exactly. I like started to experience severe anxiety, but I had sports-induced asthma back then. I don't know if like I grew out of it or I just like learned to deal with it now, but I had sports-induced asthma. I was taking like a bunch of different like medicine inhalers. Just I was taking, I was on medication for that to help me with sports so I could <coughs> perform because like <coughs> sports-induced asthma, you can't like breathe when you play sports. Or it's just more difficult than other people. And so that's why I was on that medication. And I also was taking Zyrtec every night because I have really bad allergies. And gosh, so I was on all that, all that medication. And oh, yeah. So I had gotten sick. Like, I don't know if I had the flu or whatever, but I was sick. I couldn't, like, get over it. And then I kind of did, but I was in that, like, middle area where you're not like totally back to normal and then I got, I got sick again with something else and I was just like just not like healthy and so mom being like a mom was like okay let's go get you an antibiotic of whatever let's go to the doctor see what you got so they gave me a steroid and I don't know if they just gave me a steroid but they gave me medication whatever and it was a certain steroid called Dethamexazone, something like that. I can't pronounce it, but it's a real big long word. And at the time, I was kind of experimenting with my asthma medication. I didn't. Me and mom were like, "Do I need it anymore?" Because some people grow out of it. Like it is something you do or whatever. Yeah. And also, at the time, I was seeing a pulmonologist and a speech therapist. Like because I like breathed was breathing wrong. So I was like also learning how to like breathe right. It's really weird. Whatever, but she had a lot going on. I had a lot going on right then and there. And on top of that, <clears throat> I was sophomore in high school. So I was experiencing just like those anxieties. Being an underclassman compared to like an upperclassman. Honestly, that's yeah. just a struggle sometimes. Mm -hmm. And not like just your normal anxieties. Whatever. But it was a little more heightened, my anxieties, during that time of high school compared to, like, middle school. So I was always a very outgoing person. And then, like, you get to high school, and it is. It's just different, and it's hard. So I was experiencing more anxiety than I had, like, eighth grade year. But nothing crazy everyone had. Like, I was I was fine. I was still just Aaron. But then whenever I took this steroid, uh, it did not. And like I said, we're not doctors. So don't like take yeah, this is just it, our best understanding of, of what, like, what happened, happened with our mom helping Erin figure this out because she was a nurse and like our mom talking to doctors. Yeah. So when I took this steroid, I was prescribed too much. Like on top of all this, I was prescribed too much. But obviously sure. the doctor didn't know that. Like it, like we know that. I just yeah, I but was take like true. And because of and I tried to talk to my mom beforehand about this and I'm kind of confused myself but just to give you like a general idea the steroid that I was on or that they gave me is not one you the like my pulmonologist said you typically describe to kids that are taking prescribed at sorry taking these asthma medications like they they said oh we usually don't do that because don't mix them. 
you know, make some, and the reason mom called was because I was starting like, just like that. I was getting the worst anxiety of my life. I, it was so awful. Um, yeah, it got super heightened and I'll go into that, but I'm just trying to like say why this happened. But, um, the lady was like, cause mom called her and she's like, yo, my daughter's like experiencing yada, 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 yada. Like, and she's on all this medication, whatever. And the lady was like, Oh, we, yeah, we usually don't do that because these side effects can happen. So the reason, the reason everything mentally, mentally, mentally. Okay. I was like, I don't know what you're trying to say there. I was just going to let it wait. That was going on with me. We truly believe was because of medication, but that didn't change like what was going on, like, or the seriousness of it or like, Oh, it's fine. Like, it's just medication. Like it'll go away. Like she'll be fine. But that is why I truly believe it happened was because of medication. And then on top of that, I learned how to breathe right. And so I was like, you know what? Me and mom were like, med- medicine is like bad at this point. Like right now you're, we're just mixing stuff. It's not good, blah, blah, blah. So I went off all medication because <clears> I don't, <throat> I didn't need it anymore. But then I was having like withdrawal on top of that from my medication. And then like withdrawal from the medication I was on, like the singular, oh, all singular. Yeah. Like uh, everything had a lot of side effects, which was like anxiety, um, suicidal thoughts, like depression, like all that jazz, you know, that group of just like type of stuff, whatever was like a bunch of different side effects. So like on top of me mixing medications and having side effects and then realizing, Oh my gosh, get her off this medication, whatever. That's why this all happened. But during the time, like, for someone who experiences depression or severe anxiety, I can't, like, I don't know. I don't want to, like, get things wrong or say something that's not true for people out there watching this that have that. Mm -hmm. But for me, my mind could not comprehend that it was the medication's fault or that it's not my fault. Like, there's a deeper reason why this is happening like my mind couldn't do that like no matter how much mom told me this is like this is what's happening this is what's Mm -hmm. happening I couldn't fathom that like it wasn't you knew there was no making me believe it I was just so like my my mind just told me no you're the problem you're what's wrong and so I was I was having a lot of bad thoughts I had severe anxiety um and so like at school, everything was like heightened, like all my moods were like everything I was dealing with was like brought to the forefront. And that's all I could think about. So like everything that made me nervous, I was constantly thinking about uh, anything that like made me sad. I just it was just all my thoughts. Like that's all that my brain was thinking was just all these like negative thoughts or things that made me nervous. So I was just during this time, I, my mind was like always racing. Like I never yeah. just like, like a hyperdrive. It was so weird. I can't even explain it. And I, now I know it is because of the medication and that's what caused it. But during the time, it's definitely 
was not a possibility in my head. Like, oh, it's like yeah. medicine. No, Aaron, you're what's wrong. You're, and I was just experiencing a lot of bad thoughts. A lot of the time in school, I would like go to the bathroom. Like, I can't tell you how many times I went to the bathroom and just cried. Like, because mm-hmm. I just couldn't be in class or, and I can't even tell you why. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. It just felt like it was never going to get Yeah, it was just like, anxiety is so weird. Like, this type of anxiety in my mind. I also was, like, my thoughts were so weird, guys. Like, I can't even explain it. It was like, oh, my gosh, Erin, like, you're thinking right now about how you're thinking. And, oh, my gosh, like, you're in class. And, like, there's so many people around you. And I, I don't know. My mind just literally was racing, like, a million a million miles a minute. Like I just couldn't stop thinking and it was like exhausting. It's mentally draining to like always be alert of everything going on. Like, and like my breathing, like I would like think about, Oh my gosh, you're breathing right now. And just like how I'm talking right now. I feel like I'm talking so fast. Like everything's going so fast. It's how my, my mind was like, and so like I would, like I would work myself up. And that's like what I struggled with a lot is I would work myself up and get so anxious and just like, I would shake, I was like shaking a lot too at the time. And it was the medicine. Like that is a side effect. Like, a, like I was taking too much steroid. Like, of course I'm going to mm-hmm. shake, but no, I was just like, you're freaking out. And another side effect is like hot flashes or like numb, numbness. I don't know if that's right, but like I started to experience that because I would work myself up and I would like start to. I can't, I can't describe this feeling I got, but it was like a out of body experience. And like my arms, like felt like they were going numb or like my legs were, and then that would freak me out. And then I, I was just so in my head. So like, I wasn't even getting this all out. Like I was just sitting here, but like, it's all happening in my head. And it was just so overwhelming. Like I said, I would just get super anxious all the time, just sitting in class and so I would, like, have to go to the bathroom, just cry or whatnot. It was just so awful. And this went on for, like, weeks. And I would, I was crying, like, every day. And it was, and then, like, on top of that, I was, like, then bad thoughts came with that. Like, this is never going to get better. Um, Like, and I don't know what the word is for, like, like self-negative stuff, too. Like, I think, it, like, negative self-talk. Yeah, then I on top it. of that, it was just, like, you're like like you're I don't know like you're worthless yeah but like that's one example of negative self-talk but maybe you're thinking of something else maybe if that's not but yeah it was just like yeah why I don't know it was just like you're not worth it like um this is your fault you're doing this to yourself like why are you like this like just a lot of like stuff like that or it's not going to get better and I was just crying a lot, super anxious all the time. I noticed that going on my phone made it worse. Like if I just, which was weird, like, cause that used to be my, like, uh, like I told you at the beginning of the video, I like to watch my food videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I would like get on my phone and it, I don't know. I would just get in my head cause I would see all these people, same with social media. I would see people like posting and I'm not saying that's bad, like, but I would just see an Instagram post of someone like taking a senior pick Sunday or uh, like my vacation, like not even like anything bad or like bragging, just like normal social media, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. 
Because some social media, I feel like people are like in your face. So but yeah, like look at me. But sometimes really it is just, just genuinely like yeah, this is my life. And yeah, like good you know. social media. Yeah, even that. No, I would look at it and be like, oh my gosh, your life is so much better than mine. Like my life sucks. I suck. I'm all, oh my gosh. The second I got on social media, so I'd like put my phone down, and then I'd immediately be in a bad mood. Just a really bad time for me. And on top of that, like I said. This is just my experience, so I don't know how other people that are mm-hmm. dealing with this are, and I don't want to, like, offend anyone. But for me, like, I didn't want help. Like, my my mom and dad are amazing. Our parents, we are, we are like, really blessed with them. Um, They were really helping me through this time. They knew stuff was going wrong. I was very vocal with them. I don't know, like. Yeah, I wasn't like hiding it. I mean, I kind of was, but at the same time, they knew stuff was going wrong. Like, it's not like I was truly alone. So I do feel bad for people out there that don't have anyone to talk to or don't feel safe to tell anyone like that they're going through this. But I like I could talk to them. So they knew I was struggling and mom really wanted me to see someone. And I just could not accept that because if I like saw someone, then in my mind, I had a problem Mm -hmm. and I didn't. I don't know. I just couldn't do that. But it got so bad to one point where I, it was, it was like rock bottom. It was really bad. I, um, just a really dark place for me. I've never been, like, I've never had that mindset. Like it, it was really dark and scary and awful. And I wish, I don't wish that on my worst enemy. It is the scariest thing in the world to think like that. And just have things be so final or or to feel trapped in your mind. Yeah. And yeah. And it was then and I just broke down. I was like in a ball, like shaking, crying. I don't know if I had like an an anxiety attack or a panic attack. I don't know. I there were a couple like that during that time that were just over the top really bad. But this one was just so bad and I realized like I I needed to see someone. I was like, okay, mom, like, yep, I'll do it. I need to see them tomorrow because if I don't see them tomorrow, I not like I can't make it through tomorrow, but like, oh my gosh, I need help right now because mm-hmm. I'm done feeling like this. And I think that's like the first part of dealing with like anxiety or depression for people out there. And I'm not saying it is, like I said, but I think accepting you – you need help. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a bad thing. No. And after I did, like, talk to someone, like, professionally and get help, the help that I needed, I realize now, and after talking with them, like, seeing someone and talking about, like, just your life or, like, the way or just, like, what you're thinking about, like, what's going on in your life, like, is not a bad thing it is a good thing we need to talk to people like you cannot keep yeah. things in and my the person I talked to they even said like they do that like my counselor sees a counselor but not like because she's really struggling with something but it's just like it's it's a way for your mind to stay healthy like you yeah. eat like you like to eat good or because you want your body to feel healthy you need you need your mind to be healthy too yes and it was just I don't know. It was just really good talking to someone and realizing just because you seek help doesn't mean you have a problem. Oh, you 
you're having suicidal thoughts. That's why, like, you're seeing a counselor. No, like, and I didn't realize so after I saw someone that a lot of my friends, I shouldn't say a lot, but a couple, like, have, like, were seeing counselors at the time, too. And I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. I don't know. And it was just, like, it's something that at least back then, like a couple years ago, wasn't talked about. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it is more, like it is for me. Like I talk about it more now than I went through it. Like I like to talk about that a lot. And I've had a lot of friends like come to me and we've talked about how like they're just really going through going through something. And like this is a very hard time in their life. And I'm just very like, uh, what's the word, like, I want them to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very just, aware of the need. Yeah. Like I am very help. like, I'm like, do you, have you ever thought about talking to someone? Like, it's not a bad thing because like, that's always what I thought it was. I was like, even that like stereotype, even like, it sure. doesn't have to be a professional. If you don't want, like just talking to your, I don't know, like your parents or just like yeah, someone, your friend, like, just like, well, let's talk about it. Like, I don't know. Let me know what you're going through or cause it is, it's hard to like, keep it to yourself and think like you have to fix it yourself because like you can't and Mm-mm. and so when I did talk to someone she helped me like come up with like strategies like for me that I like to use to help me and it did take a while but just talking to someone and hearing like her a professional input or how to deal with things made all the difference it took a long time I'm not gonna say it changed overnight because it did not Mm -hmm. but stuff that was like really causing me trouble during that time I can do like now without a without like a problem or experiencing like that feeling where I work myself up I can just like self-talk myself and know like I don't know. I just have strategies. I know what to do. I know how to deal with it. And plus doing it over and over again Mm -hmm. helps. Like I know it sucks like doing things you don't want to do, but you do them. The more you do them, the easier it gets. I mean, it's the same with like sports or anything you do in life. Like the more you do it, the easier it gets. It's more of a habit and second nature. And it is, it's like over time it has become that, but I don't think I ever could have done it by myself. Oh, like, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like, we're not made to do things on our own. And that's so the voice of the devil who, like, whispers in your mind saying, like, you're not good enough. You're not worth it. You can't do this. Like, why Why would you seek help? Like, you should be able to do this on your own. Um, that's how he fell in the beginning was he wanted to be God. And he couldn't handle, like, the fact that he needed God. And so he fell and that's how he became the devil. Like literally pride is the root of all sin. So like it doesn't come from you. Like those mm-hmm. voices don't come from you. And I, was say yeah. 12. <laughs> I heard the bells. Um, so even though we're posting this on a later date, as we said earlier, today's the feast of the annunciation and the Holy father, Pope Francis has asked members of the church at noon. So right now today, um, even though it's like 6 p.m. in the Vatican. So he did this at 6 a.m. Central time. Whatever. He said at noon, pray the Our Father. So we're going to say a little Mm -hmm. Our Father together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> that wasn't our end prayer, though. So. No, it was not. <laughs> um, but thank you. Thank you for sharing. Like, mm-hmm. that's such a beautiful story. And I was actually at college when Aaron was experiencing all this. And so it was actually a long time later that I found out about everything just because I wasn't around her and I wasn't seeing her. I was several hours away from home when I was at college. And it just like breaks your heart when you see someone you love suffer so much because you know that's not from them. Like, I really don't think we can emphasize enough, like, how much this was not Aaron's fault. That this was no one's fault. Like, we blame no doctor. We blame no medication. Like, it's not that it's just this one thing's fault. It was just a whole big misunderstanding of things that resulted in something really unfortunate, but that thankfully, like, God has delivered Aaron Mm -hmm. from. And we praise him for that and we thank him. that and I didn't I mean I forgot to mention it but whenever you said like it truly is like God's plan how you said during the time I mean it was a scary place so I like wasn't super into my faith I guess I was just like well it wasn't even like on my mind like wasn't even on your radar yeah I I was just like I wasn't like mad at God but I, I was just like I don't get this. Why are you like, why are you doing this to me? Or what is this for? Or just how am I going to get through this? How is this going to help me? Like, I just didn't see it, but I wasn't like, I hate you. It was just a more of like, why? Like, why is this happening? I didn't understand it. I'd never experienced anything like this. And it's so weird. But what always helped me was like Aaron from the future. It, and I don't know how, and I don't know how to explain it, but I just, like, knew then, I was like, okay, Aaron, 10 years from now, is like, you can do it, like, you're fine, because think about it, 10 years ago, today, what were you, what was your biggest struggle in life, what was, literally, you don't know, I know, that's like, what I would think, I would, my mind was so messed up, but I was like, Aaron, in 10 years from now, there's no way you're going to be dealing with this, like, Aaron from the future is like, you can do it, you've got it, that's what helped me a lot. And just knowing that like myself was cheering me on from the future. I don't know. No, that's awesome. And that's beautiful. Like that's such a good point. Cause I'm sitting here as you say that and I'm like, what the heck was going on with me? March 25th when I was 13. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, want to know. Problems like don't. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like, I knew, I knew I was like, this is going to be like nothing later on. You know how people always say high school is literally it's four years out of what? More than four. A lot. Yeah. And it's hard when you're in it. Like how people say high school is the best time of your life. Like it's all I've ever known is just school so far. Cause I'm 18, like senior in high school. I mean, all I've ever known is school. Whereas like my grandma School is not all she knows. You know what I mean? Like, it is not. But it's all I know right now. Mm -hmm. And so I knew, okay, Aaron, you're going to graduate one day, and you're going to do a lot more in life. 
than in like what you're doing at school. I don't know. Cause I just, during the time I also was like, school is what's causing this. If I wasn't in school, well, I should say what's causing this is just what is making it worse. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, if I wasn't in school right now, I wouldn't be experiencing it as bad or whatever. So I was just, that also was a big thing is I was like school. Like I just went out of school. I want to be graduated and gone. And then I realized like, it's not that long. Like you're not, your life is not all school. So I was like, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. School is just a short period of time. But yeah. it, in the time I was like, oh my gosh, you have two years left. And it was just. Yeah, you can't blame it on your situation either, Mm -hmm. because no matter what situation you're in, whether you're in school, whether you're out of school, whether you struggle with something like in the workplace, like once you're an adult, maybe you have kids that you're supposed to support. And then on top of that, suddenly you're dealing with this serious mental struggle. Like you can't blame it on the situation. And I think that's so good how you were literally just saying how you don't think you like, it's hard to remember years later, but you don't think you were angry at God, but then again, you were kind of distant or maybe it was just something that wasn't even on your radar. But I think a lot of people are angry with God and angry at their situation. And it's funny that you asked about the YouTube video. Cause now I'm like thinking about father Simon's video a lot. He was literally giving all of these examples from the Bible and how terrible, terrible things happened. And he kept saying like, rejoice, good, glad that that happened because now this, um, like just one of the examples was Abraham being way too old to have children God told him he would be the father of many nations. Abraham was like, what the heck, God? Like, how can you even be saying that right now? Like, you made me. You know I'm way past, like, my wife's way too old to have children. And the way Father Simon said it, he was like, good. Rejoice. Because now, when God does it anyway, because he can and he's God, you're not only going to be the father of all these nations, but you're going to be remembered for the great trust that you had in me. And that's why we call Abraham the father mm-hmm. of our faith. And I mean, gosh, I, w- I really will try to put this video in the description because he just went on. Like he probably went on for 10 minutes, but you didn't even mind because it was so powerful. Cause he's like, really? Like your land is destitute and everything's taken away from you and you're dying. Good. Rejoice. Because now Look what God did because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was so beautiful and powerful. Like one example he shared um, in real life, because then he went into real life examples. He said that a friend of his, he was talking to her last week and her father was in a nursing home dying. Like they knew he was going to die. And because of this whole coronavirus thing, like literally she couldn't book a flight. She couldn't go see her dad before he died. And it was just like, oh my gosh. And so Father Simon was like, you weren't able to see your dad before he passed away because of the whole coronavirus? Good. Rejoice. Because, and he only shared this example because this woman is so God-filled. She's already seeing like the silver lining. She said, 
Father, because I couldn't be there, my other siblings who aren't close to my dad, at least that's that's what I thought he said, something like her siblings hadn't stepped up to the plate, really, oh, so as far as their dad in a long time, and they had to, and they had to go be with their dad and talk to him about God and faith in ways that their dad had talked about forever, but they hadn't talked about in years. And it was this huge experience of grace. And they were, they were the ones that were there. And I almost cried because it was just so beautiful. But like, that's what your story just reminded me of the way that you said that at the end, like you struggle with anxiety to the point where you're having these suicidal thoughts and you feel like it's never going to get better. And all of these things, good, rejoice, because why? Mm-hmm. Like what, what looking back on this experience have, have you seen like God's grace working through it? Like, why is it good that it mm-hmm. happened? Yeah, definitely during the time it's like, this is not good. Like I can't, yeah, we're not it. down, but we are not downplaying how severe and terrible it is at the mm-hmm. time. But now, like, even for months after, like, or the start of it, like, it, it took, I mean, that was the end of my sophomore year, and now I'm at the end of my senior year, and I'm finally, like, seeing the good of it. And now it makes things, like, more enjoyable. I realize, and not just, like, with the stuff I was experiencing anxiety over not just those like when I do things that were more difficult then like yes it makes those things easier so it makes me like happier like oh my gosh like you just did that and you couldn't have done that two years ago or like you just did that with confidence like you went in there like with a mindset like you got it you know you're nervous but you can do it like instead of like this shaky nervous feeling just like awful like it's it's rewarding to see that how like far I've come and like oh my gosh like you just did that and it makes it more enjoyable and then I don't want to say it makes me want to do it again because I don't like I hate doing yeah you never want to go back to do it again but you don't have regret having gone yeah but like think about in your own life like something you dread doing you do it you get it over with and but aren't you like proud of yourself then you're just like oh my gosh like I did that, and like in the moment, it's right away when it's over. You're like so happy on cloud nine, like just like I'm really proud of you. Moments like that are like make me realize the good of it that mm-hmm. came from it, and it makes it things more enjoyable. And not just those, like I said, not just the things that were harder for me, but also just like the little things, like when I have struggles in my life, not pertaining to anxiety, just like things you go through. Like, you just have a bad day, and then, like, you just have a good day. Maybe, like, seeing my family. Like, how I said at the beginning, I love my family. I I just truly love how, like, on Christmas when our whole family gets together, it makes you appreciate moments like that more. Like, Christmas break, like, so this past Christmas break was amazing. It really was. Like, it was so good, and I, I don't know, just, like, because of... Just the dark time I went through, it made me realize why the good times are so good. You know, it just mm-hmm. makes you, oh, yeah. just like in your, if, for people who don't experience this, having a bad day, like, 
makes having a good day that much better because you realize mm-hmm. 100%. It just made all it's just made me more aware and appreciative and also like I don't know if the word's cautious, but like for other people and made me more like concerned and like aware about this type of thing in yeah. in other people's lives and like not just me, like other people go through this and so I do I think about that a lot that like right now there's someone out there going through like exactly what I went through. Like they are feeling that feeling and I don't know. I just like pray for them and I'm like, you can do it. And I hate that there are people out there hurting, Mm -hmm. but people just have to know that there is a plan. Like there, there's something's going to come from it. It sucks in the moment. It sucks. I literally, I literally don't know how I got through it, and like I'm God. here now. But yeah, grace to you, and, and blessing me with an amazing family. Yeah, too. Yeah, and even this video. Like I wasn't kidding when I texted Aaron last night, and I was like, I really think God wants this video to happen. And at first, like I hope you don't mind sharing this, but at first she was like, I don't know, like that makes me. So so nervous and I was like well that's really fitting because I want you to talk about anxiety and she was like I knew it um but I love how she said but even though I'm nervous like if you really think this could help people then I'll do it and it's like I have no doubt because whether you're watching this video and have struggled with some level of either mental illness or anxiety or a struggle so severe that you hit rock bottom and felt like it could never get better. Or even if you know someone who's been in that place, whenever I was listening to you talk about what your good rejoice part of this has been, my mind was like this video, because I have no idea what God's going to do with it. But if you hopefully watching this video relate to any of these things or know someone who would, and you share this with them, God willing, this can bring hope. And maybe maybe this video is the little start of healing, like Erin talked about in her journey. It was one day at a time. It's a dumb example, but I think those are the best sometimes. Frozen 2. If you haven't seen it, we'll go watch it first. And how have you not seen it yet? But, like, at the end, not really, but, like, at the end, Anna is in this, okay, yeah, it is a huge blowout, actually, but it's so good, and we're saying it anyway, but, like, at the end, Anna's in the cave, she's, like, alone, Olaf's dead, she thinks Chris, okay, here's what she thinks is happening, she thinks Elsa's dead, she thinks Olaf's dead, she thinks Kristoff has abandoned her, and she is literally in this darkness of a cave, curled up in a ball on the floor, just crying, and she starts her song by saying, I've seen dark before, but not like this. This is cold. This is empty. This is numb. The life I knew was over. The lights are out. Hello, darkness. I'm ready to succumb. I mean, isn't that a pretty accurate description of where you were at? Like, I've never dealt with, like, what Aaron's dealt with. I'll just say, though, there was a time in my life where, if not multiple times in my life, I felt that. I felt that to the core of my being. And throughout the song, like, you see her hold on to the only thing she has left, which is literally what the song's called, and it's the next right thing. Like, even if it's just, like, the one thing you know 
that's the next best thing for you. Like, so for Erin, when she hit that rock bottom, it was, I have to go see a counselor. Like, I just, that's the next step. Don't know what it's going to be after that. But like tomorrow, that's the next step. And I love how at the end of the song, Anna says, um, she's like, and with the dawn, what comes then when it's clear that everything will never be the same again? Then I'll make the choice to hear that voice and do the next right thing. Because that voice is God. Like whether Aaron realized it at the time, like whether I realized it at the time and what, or whether you realize it at the time, like guys, God's grace is what is carrying us through those times. It's what's getting us through those times. And so to hear that little voice being like, my next step is counseling. Or maybe your next step is just telling someone. Maybe you've never told anyone. Maybe you haven't told your parents. Or maybe you haven't even told your best friend or even God. Like maybe you've been so afraid to tell anyone. But we encourage you today, like just someone, anyone, like a trusted friend, a teacher, a priest, Mm -hmm. Parents are really, really good. But if you need someone else to start with, like, just share it with someone because you're not alone. That also was a a big part. And that's what I hate about, like, there's so much I'm forgetting, like, to say or, like, that, uh, like, people couldn't relate to. But that was also a thing, like, I didn't want my friends to know. Like, mom and dad knew, but I, I did. I didn't want them to know. I didn't want teachers to know. But after telling them... Oh my gosh, they were so supportive. Yeah. Like yeah. people, like fine people are going to rally around you. Yeah. That you trust or that care for you. Like those people really are going to be there for you. And my friends like were amazing throughout it all. And like, yeah. And I just, I, I always remember like the day I told Liv, my best friend, Olivia, Shut that um, <laughs> I remember we were in English one day and I had, I had told her what was going on, like she had known, but I was just having a bad day, like, and she could tell, and in English, she just was like, she just like leaned over and was like, are you okay? Like, just there for me, like, notice I'm having a bad day, and like, I don't know, your friends and your family and your teachers, like, they care about you, mm-hmm. and it's hard, it is hard to tell people, I am not the type of person that likes to talk about my feelings, I do not like people to know about my personal stuff. So that's why this was really hard for me. And that's why it was really hard then. But it was, but it was the right decision. Like telling people, not keeping it to yourself. It's hard, but they really do care for you. And it's a testament Mm -hmm. of like your friendship and how much you love people and they love you and who's there for you. Yeah. So I don't know. Don't be afraid to tell people either. It's hard though. I know. I'm stubborn. I don't like to talk about that stuff. <laughs> you just did for 46 minutes. Yep. Yep. And you got it's a freaking earful. So, but it's been so, so good. And I just want to say thanks again for doing this mm-hmm. because it's awesome. And I know, I don't even think, I know that this is going to help. Even if it's just one person, like, Lord, you know who needed this. And whoever you are watching this, you are loved. Whether you believe that or not, you are loved and you are not alone. And help us out there. Um, I just had one more question that I wrote down and I really wanted to make sure we got to it. But um, so to end this, since at Joy and Hope, literally our mission is to bring joy and 
hope to those who are most in need of it. What words of hope do you want to leave people with today? Hope. Words hope. Hope. Yep. Hope. Encouragement. It gets better. No, I'm kidding. I'm dumb. Dumb. No, I was just being dumb. Um, for hope. Yeah. Truly trust that your life is in God's hands and he does have a plan for you. And that no matter what you're going through, what struggles or hardships, it will be okay. And like you said earlier, you just have to take it one day at a time. It can be scary looking at the big picture of things and like get overwhelming. But try and focus on things in like segments. Don't overwhelm yourself. Just focus on simple tasks and just... Really focus on yourself, I guess. I don't know. Make sure you take time for yourself. And I don't know. Yeah. Do the next right thing. Yeah. For you. Whatever that is. And God will tell you. So long as you're listening. So thank you again to Aaron for helping us out and sharing these words of hope and encouragement. Please comment below on the best words of hope and encouragement that you have ever received. And next week's episode will literally just be us reading those things and sharing even more words of wisdom, hope, and encouragement with you all. Because who doesn't need a word of encouragement, especially during the coronavirus crisis? So, yeah, if you want me to talk about that for 48 minutes, I can do that. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that because everybody else is talking about that. Um, I know, it's actually the last thing I want to talk about. Yeah, same. Um, But, yeah, so... Thank you all so much for joining us, and let's say a little closing prayer. All for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please like and share. Let us know if you enjoyed having Erin on. Maybe we can get her on again sometime. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe we can do a mukbang. Oh, my God. Wait, <laughs> actually? Okay. I might come back. Maybe. Like, you can pick the place. I, it sounds fun. Like, why not just record myself eating food? Like, My YouTube dreams I can't are imagine why any of you would want to see that, but why not? Sure. We'll see. So, stay tuned for that in the future. What's it called? A mukbang. A mukbang. Some people call it a mukbang. Mukbang. But I say mukbang. I don't like either of them, but you know what? If that's what it is, it sounds fun, even if it sounds weird. Like the word eating food and talking with your sister <laughs> sounds awful. No, the word itself. I'm kidding. I know the word itself. I'm just like, who made that the word? Anyway, thanks for joining us. Like, comment, share, and see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing joy and hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.